This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Here's Murray. He takes off and stumbles, brought down at the 44 as he picks up three. And after going down awkwardly, he can't get up. This is Durden Sprague. Dinwiddie creeping down towards the right wing. Now the Luka. Luka with six on the shot clock. Pounds it, takes it to the basket. Oh, and the giant killer. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Dan will bring it the other way. It's open now. Deep three. <laughs> The night tying his career high. Dirt and Sprague on 1080, The Fan. All right, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader 1080, The Fan. Good morning. Happy Tuesday, everybody. What is happening? Just me over here getting blamed. What'd you get blamed for? Uh, you know, my co-host left an uneaten bar <laughs> on the table. Yeah, I wondered why my Twitter was blowing up yesterday. That made your Twitter blow up yesterday? That's it, your definition of Twitter blow blowing up? up? Well, I was tagged in mentions. Mm. I'm not usually tagged in mentions. No, you also unless, sound sick. You doing you okay? Sound awful. Uh, I the sinus crap that's going around. Yeah. yeah, I haven't been off the couch for Sunday, Monday. I was like, oh no. I gotta be honest with you. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while. Stay away. I I also just went through that. In fact, I actually went to a Zoom care yesterday right after the show because I started feeling awful. Yeah, I don't have a fever. I don't have aches and pains. It's just it's all in my head. Yeah, the doctor basically <laughs> said, "You sound I I went through how I feel." And he's like, "Do the breathing thing on your lungs and describe what you're feeling." And the problem with this situation is i'm a hypochondriac yeah it's not good whenever you get sick and i get high levels of anxiety sometimes when i think yeah, about I being sick because i truly hate being sick so fun. so does my 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 bride there she <laughs> once once you get one symptom it means you have covid and yeah. then you have this and yes. then you have that and i'm like don't no. go online don't yeah. look anything up don't I, it's a do sinus it. deal yeah you're gonna be all right i'm you know it'll come and go i've had a really bad cough for the last two weeks and i keep taking covid tests and it it's negative it's negative so i don't really know what to do so i i was worried about pneumonia uh-huh. that's my big fear is covid is like i i almost died from covid it felt like last year and, and thanks to thanks to covid now i i get sick i never used to get sick and then i get covid and now it Every time my kids get sick, we I got to get, get germs back in our bodies. We went two years without getting uh, normal germs in our yep. bodies. We got to build our immune systems back up. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it though. I don't like the process. Not I wanna, fun. I want to go back to what I was, where I was like <laughs> never getting sick. Yeah. Anyways, I'm. Uh, and, oh, did we just get that? Okay. Well, 
Now it feels odd to talk about me feeling sick. Uh, is it the worst possible outcome? Yeah. Yeah. The Mike University, Leach has passed away. Mississippi State University yeah. just announcing that Mike Leach has passed away. Wow. Wow. That is... Uh, Sorry to... No, I, well, I mean, we were bringing it down by talking about our symptoms, but our then, own illnesses. Yeah. yeah, I didn't want to keep talking about being sick as we just lost a college football coach. It's horrible, man. It's I mean, I think we all kind of feared that in the back of our minds when you see the news over the weekend and you see the reports yesterday about how bad of a heart attack it was for him and how he was airlifted to the hospital. And yeah, just, so did you see this? Did you see a, there was a guy yesterday? I I didn't want to bring. I was not going to bring this up, mm-hmm. and I still don't know. Of the hundred percent, you know, concrete information here. So just don't hold this again. I saw a guy yesterday, and he doesn't have a ton of followers. Mm-hmm. He's claiming he's a very good friend of Mike Leach. Okay, random Twitter thread where basically he said he suffered a stroke, and that he's basically he was brain dead, and oh. and, and the family and everything else was told, hey, come say goodbye. We're holding him. This happened to my uncle. This is what happened to my uncle. My uncle had a massive stroke randomly at his daughter's house, fell on the ground, rushed him to a hospital. Such a big stroke. There's really nothing they can do. And it's like, hey, this breathing machine is the only thing keeping him alive, but he is he's gone. Yeah, there's nothing left there. And so they kept him alive and we all rushed to the hospital and, you know, basically just look at a living dead body and you say your goodbyes and that's kind of it and then you do the i this guy went on twitter and basically said that's exactly what happened here that he had suffered a massive stroke mm. i don't know if it's stroke or heart attack i don't think it really matters all that much it's really unfortunate it's really sad and college football lost one of the most genuine original just different personalities it'll ever have he's one of one he really there, is. there will never be another mike leach and you think about the impact that he had on the sport and how widespread his offense has become and all the coaches that either you know played for him when they were in college or coached with him at different stops or a part of the mike leach family tree in some way shape or form uh it's incredibly impressive and i i think it was bruce feldman who had the piece from this this uh heisman ceremony that of the top 10 heisman vote getters like half of them basically had some sort of connection to Mike Leach, Mike Leach, Sonny Dykes and Duggan, Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley, Caleb Williams. And you go down the list, there was a handful of them and yep. that finished in the top 10 that you could just draw a direct line back to Mike Leach kind of being the architect of a lot of this. And so to have that level of impact on the sport um, and, and to have the personality that he has. This one, this one, this isn't just losing another run-of-the-mill coach. You're like, who's that? Who's he the coach of? Everybody around the country knows who Mike Leach is. He's been prominent at Texas Tech, at Washington State, and Mississippi State. And it's just, this is devastating news for the sport. We have, I mean, vacation season is starting soon for everybody. Yeah. And we're all going to be taking some time off. I, I think we have one best-of show that we're doing. And we might have, I mean, I'm assuming that there's old Mike Leach interviews that we've done in the system that we might have to pull out and play on that best-of. Yeah, of. we'll certainly go back and... Uh... I think dirt, be, dirt, if it went from building to building, I don't know if all that audio still exists. No, but if it does, we should play it. Cloud it should, somewhere. It should exist. It's, it's it. in the cloud. You just got to get it out of the cloud. There's files. There's files <laughs> transfer. This should be in the files. There is an interview you you cited yesterday because we brought up Leach and we brought up Grant Wall. Um, I can't remember when we did it because I all my years run together now. Mm-hmm. But you'd mentioned it yesterday. The interview we did with him. 
where he had mentioned, what was he talking about? So I think we asked him about social, like his players using social media. That's what it was. And he talked about one of his players like posting a naked picture mounting a deer antlers on a wall or something like that and using as an example of why players shouldn't be on social media. Maybe we could try to find that one. I think we only, I think we interviewed him three times. That sounds about right. Maybe four. I can't imagine it was much more than that. We never got him at Pactual Media Day, so we didn't get to meet him in person. No, we were the show that got to do the Rolovich Media Day where he chose not to go because he's a coward. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) we didn't get the Rolovich. And then they tried to get us a Zoom and a whole thing. It was, yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. Um, This sucks, man. This is really, this is really tough news. You know, I I, I honestly, it's, it really is, it's sad. Um, You feel for his family. You mentioned like, you and I, we have about this week, and then I think we're into what? Is it next Wednesday is our last day? Uh, Thursday. Is it Thursday? For me, I don't know about you, but Thursday for is me. Is Thursday the 22nd? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we're we're going together till the end, you know. Bonnie <laughs> Delman and Louise. Delman and Louise, we're holding hands <laughs> right off the cliff. Um, but Yeah, Friday the 23rd will be a best of show. So Thursday is going to be our last show next week. And apparently I'm going to be the only one in, that bu- in the building all damn day. On Friday the 23rd? It uh, looks like yeah, everybody else. You Nobody have, else. You is have here. to be here to run that. I do. Oh, okay. Um, what are we doing for the other shows? Uh, I think you might get a heavy dose of ESPN that day. Oh, okay. Wait. Interesting. Um, okay, that's an off-air. I have an off-air question. <laughs> I, I, I can't do on-air questions. I anymore. can't answer that. I question. know. I know you. Well, okay. You probably already know the question. What what it's going to be? I know what it's going to be. Which is very interesting. Um. But what I was going to say is, you know, we don't have many more shows before we're off for our holiday and everybody's getting ready to plan or if not leave for their holiday. And, you know, we're heading to the new year. It, I, I, I hate this time because it, it just it makes me more sad when people unexpectedly die, because all I do is I just feel for the family of like Mike Leach. It sounds like he made a phone call. I, I'm forgetting who it is because I've read so many like random blurbs of Mike sure. Leach, but it sounds like he called somebody. And he was talking with him on the phone for like 30 minutes. Mike Leach reportedly has never been like less than a 30-minute phone call guy. If he gets you Sounds on the phone, about right. he talks to you at least for 30 to 60 minutes every time. And I, I just saw a thing that he was talking to one of the people in college football about a half hour. Sounded great. So like he obviously wasn't doing well with his cough, but it sounds like this was a very random Boom, medical scare, there it is, he's gone. It's the the reality of life sometimes creeps into our sports world. Doesn't often happen. Usually it's a distraction for us to get away from what we all deal with, and we all deal with this in our day-to-day lives, whether it's family members or friends or acquaintances, coworkers. We all have people that surprisingly pass away, and it shocks us to our core, but we deal with it in our own little bubble, and we yeah. kind of flush it, and we go on, and we go about our lives and our jobs, and this one, occasionally you get it when it creeps into the sports world, and we had it twice this weekend and it was really tragic and you add on top of the fact that it's around the holidays and it's two weeks before Christmas and his family is now going to have to celebrate Christmas without him it just all all of it is is devastating and for his players the ones that are still there that I'm sure cared about him they're getting ready for a bowl game how weird's that going to be that, now that's like the oddest one that's here. coming up in a couple of weeks are they still going to play in the bowl game there's just there's a lot of loose yeah. ends out of, out of really sad stories like this yeah and, and you know it's it's also just got to be very awkward like when the holiday hits, when you're this close to the holiday, I mean, it's the 13th of December here. I, 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 you know, I'm sure there's kids and grandkids. Of, I think he's got children, and then mm-hmm. I'm, I think his children are of certain age to have kids. 
Like, it's just got to be really awkward because you're almost forcing the holiday. Yeah, you know I mean, mean, you still want to get together and see everybody. Do but you, it's though? Under... Like, I, I don't know if I, I Well, I think you to. do. I think it's just in a different – pro- I mean, the funeral might be around – Might be close Christmas, to Christmas, right? right? So, I mean, that could be the reason to get everybody around. And he probably bought gifts for people. Like, you just think about it on that level, too. So, you're going to be opening gifts from him on Christmas. You and... think he buys – see, he strikes me as a uh, wife takes care of it, and he just, oh, like, grumbles be. on his chair, and he's like, well, you're welcome. Be. One of his rants is about Christmas <laughs> presents and buying presents for people. Doesn't me, believe in it. Let me tell you what I didn't have. <laughs> he's a, he, he celebrates Festivus. He's not a Christmas guy. Yeah, it's it sucks, man. I, he, he was truly one of my all-time favorite sports personalities. I don't know about you guys. I wanna I wanna kinda I wanna air this out on the on the air. I wanna do some on air producing here. And I want I want honesty here. I actually think the open that I made a few weeks ago kind of pays homage to his quirkiness, but I also don't want to offend people. Like if you guys hear that open, is it still making because I heard it the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it played last week before he had Whatever yeah, it played had. last week. We heard it last week, and, and we laughed our ass off. And we off. were laughing because I for- I even forgot it existed. I'm like, oh, yeah, I just made that. And I just want to feel how you guys feel on keeping it in the system. I don't want it to play today. That would feel a little awkward. But, like, if it played next week on a Tuesday, would you guys think that it's still funny and, like, we're remembering Mike Leach for his quirkiness? Or what do you feel on that? I think we just give it a slight moratorium. Like, let's just let's hit a pause for uh, maybe w- week or two. And then I think I'm okay playing it. Okay, maybe next, maybe next year. Yeah, yeah. next year. Right. Next we come year. back to next year. Yeah. We play it. It's yeah. It's Mike Leach was quirky, and we should celebrate his quirkiness. Well, okay. So here's the follow up. I I can recreate a Mike Leach open. I don't know if it'll be as funny because the way that open ends is him basically saying, "I have a massive cough." But it's getting better, and then he trails off because he can't talk anymore. Yes, and I just find that irony funny. I can make a new one with all his actual quirkiness. Yeah, we might need to. Clips. We might need to get some him some on weddings. Ones. Him on the Pac-12 yeah. mascot fight. That was a famous one. Sure. His sure. thoughts on coffee that you played yesterday, which was great. Yeah. He's he's got. There's a lot of them to choose from. Should I do that? Because it does feel awkward yeah. with the health thing. And... Yeah, we should. We should more highlight his okay his unique perspective on life. It's a bummer. It's a real bummer, man. I I truly thought his offense. I mean, obviously it was innovative, and everybody that is in his his coaching tree is the most probably underrated in college football. Yeah, I mean Lincoln Riley's won what four Heisman's in the last? Is it five or is it six? It's like I think he's I got. Thought it was just three. Oh, is it three, three in the last six years? I think because Hurts didn't win it, so he had That's Baker, right. oh, uh, Kyler, and then this yeah. year with Caleb. It was four finalists. Yeah, yes. but he's got three win. I mean, that's an amazing feat by a coach. Mike Leach coaching tree. Yes, he is. So, all right. Well, I guess we'll just we'll put it to the side, and I'll make a new one for. Uh, I think for when we come year. back next year, we can honor Mike Leach that way. R.I.P. Mike Leach. R.I.P. Good friend of the show. Great friend of college football. May you rest in peace, Coach. All right, uh, we got a lot to get to today. Dirt and Sprague at six thirteen. Get those mail sack questions in. We start next on the fair. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the twelve precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you. Uh, we will solve a 1080 mystery coming up here at the bottom of the hour. <laughs> Inspector Clouseau's on this one. <laughs> uh, we have a we have to get to a news clip, too, that was great. We'll talk about Dame and the Blazers. Uh, amazing game. I, I wanted to get to this, so we mentioned Mike Leach, if you're just tuning in, unfortunately, is he's passed away. Mississippi State just announced that he is, he's, he's gone, he's left this earth, he's on to football heaven and... He's going to coach for playoff contention in heaven. Yes, he is. He's on the boat with the Pirates. I, I heard it's actually he's already on to the round against Moses. It's between him and Moses right now to get to the Final Four. Maybe in heaven football he gets his full NCAA tournament that yeah, he's always he wanted. 64 I think he gets 64 football. teams, and Mississippi State's in it every year. If heaven's a real thing, and I don't, I don't know if it is. I don't know what you guys believe. <laughs> but if heaven's a real thing, I feel like our heavens... We somehow intertwine with each other, but it's our own individual heaven. <laughs> Just there's a slight like it's like one of those Venn diagrams. Yes. But there's that little sliver that's in the middle. Like that we I can come see together. you, you can see me, <laughs> but I can't see what your heaven is, and you can't see what. Like right now, I think Leach is in a full gr- full dressed on pirate outfit. Yeah, actually coaching college football, or he's just plundering with Blackbeard. He's gone back in time. Maybe uh, his heaven is yeah, like the that's... 1200s or something, 1300s, <laughs> and he's just out there standing and standing waiting in the in the tide and the keys yeah. in his cargo shorts yeah. with a fishing pole out there. Probably shirtless, just yep. living his best life. Yep. Finding some buried treasure. Well, uh, I wanted to follow up on something there because I, I really meant this when I said it. I think his coaching tree is the most underrated in the sport. And I, I went through it. So here it is. This is like take a listen to this. This is his head coaching coaching tree. Dave Aranda uh, at Baylor, Neil Brown at West Virginia, uh Sonny Crummy. Uh, Cummy, Cumby at Louisiana Tech. It's Cumby. Cumby. I think so. Sonny Dykes at TCU. <laughs> uh-huh. Josh Heupel at Tennessee. Uh-huh. Dana Holgerson. Cliff Kingsbury. Sean Luttrell. Lincoln Riley. Ken Wilson. Those are just the head coaches. Like, that's a massive list for a current coach to have 
of coaching tree of guys who are right now coaching elsewhere. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, a lot of Saban's disciples have failed. He's got Kirby Smart, which kind of weighs it a little bit heavier because Kirby Smart's won a national championship. Kirby Smart also took like 90% of his coaching staff when he left. He did, yeah. <laughs> and then I, by you know equation, Dan Lanning, I guess, is technically a part of that family tree. Actually, how does that work? Do you have to be a coordinator to be a part of the tree or just work under a guy? Uh, I think like it, whose tree is Dan Lanning? In? I think he technically falls under. Well, I think it would depend on success, wouldn't it? Like if if Kirby wins two or three more chips, uh huh, he's going to be an all time rarefied heir. Would you say Lanning is his? But he started technically at Alabama, didn't he? Yeah, he was at Alabama with Kirby Smart, I believe, and then he went to Georgia with Kirby. I think he did. At I least. think you got to connect it. Like if Eric Bieniemy left football. You'd probably say you wouldn't. Would you say Eric Bieniemy is on the Bill Walsh coaching tree or the Andy Reid coaching tree? <laughs> I would say the Andy, Andy Reid. But, but Andy that's Reed. a little different because Andy Reid was around Bill Walsh so long. Like he was never on the 49ers staff. Like at least Landing was on the Alabama staff. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I'm looking at. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, see, so you got Kirby Smart. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. I'm not feeling good about that one right now. No, yeah, still. Uh, Lane Kiffin, technically again yep. under his tree. Uh, Billy Napier was his offensive coordinator. Well, I actually I don't put. I, I'm going to correct that. I okay. don't put Kiffin under Saban's tree. Oh, okay. I think Saban was a rehab stop for him. <laughs> he didn't – like, he, tr- the tree to me, Dirt, is – Is the creation of the coach yeah, to a certain it, extent? Yeah, like, it, it like, kind of molds who the – like, the coach. Like, Sonny Dykes was the wide receivers coach and co-offensive coordinator under Leach from 2000 to 2006. Uh, I got Dan Quinn on here. There you go. Uh, Mario Cristobal. Yeah. That's part of that. One. Yep, that's a good one. Trying to th- uh, Brian Dayball. Okay. Mel Tucker. Yeah, that's right. Dayball was their OC for a while. He was. Yeah. yeah. Mel before Tucker. he went to before he went to Buffalo. I mean, you're you're talking about the goat, though, about, right? Yeah. That's a pretty good tree. Like for Leach to have all of those names and Dun- Dykes is in the playoff. Hypo in Tennessee was in the playoff conversation. Yeah. Lincoln Riley was in the playoff conversation this year. Well, I think it leads to the argument that Leach never. He he always had his shortcomings as a coach in terms of it felt like he couldn't get his team over the hump. Like he would have really good teams at you know Texas Tech, they had some really good teams. Harrell and Crabtree, yeah. right? And then the Washington State year where they were close, and then they lose. They would lose in the last game to, in the Apple Cup to keep them from winning the conference. Um, so I, that always kind of kept him down a little bit in terms of national respect. But I think the point of the coaching tree is to highlight the impact that he had on the sport, and maybe he was a little disrespected. Like, going and winning at Texas Tech is not easy. We know how difficult it is to win at Washington State. I mean, he took Washington State from the bottom of the barrel. They were scraping the bottom. He took over for Paul Wolf, Right, who was maybe the worst Power 5 coach we've seen in a long time. It was awful, and he he brought them to relevancy all the way to 2018 where they won 10 games in the regular season. They were 10-2 and that year, uh, and they should have been 11-1 because they got hosed in the USC game. And Mississippi State, I mean, he was just kind of starting to implement his changes at Mississippi State, and I'm not sure where that would have gone. But I think it's a reminder with his coaching tree and the success he had that we probably didn't talk about him enough. He never got to coach at a quote-unquote blue blood. Yeah. He didn't get Texas or Oklahoma or USC or Florida. He was at these off-the-beaten-path kind of schools, and he won everywhere he went. Yeah, he did. And that's see, I think that's an interesting part of his coaching life as well as we reflect on Mike Leach who unfortunately passed away uh, it was announced by Mississippi State do you do you ever wonder like with guys like him I always wonder what is what would it have been had a big program like that a bigger program you never know I know because you can't tell me that at Texas Tech when he is you know Michael Crabtree game-winning touchdown against Texas and they're they're that close 
you can't tell me there was there wasn't one big program that came close. Like did did he, Tennessee did? Remember he was close to Tennessee and they backed and out. They backed out. Of Everybody it because, freaked out. The right. fans uh, panicked and they sent all these crazy messages to the university saying, "Don't you dare hire Mike Leach." So that I mean, I guess of the record, that's the biggest program we yeah. have that probably was kicking around Leach, which is an odd thing because I know he's quirky and different and. You know he's he's not for ev- he wasn't for everybody. No, but you can't argue with success. At the end of the day, you cannot argue with the results that he had at Tech, Wazoo, and even Mississippi State because Mississippi State wasn't some basement dweller. They were a good program, or they are a good program. Yeah, outside of a couple years with Dan Mullen, I mean Mississippi State's not been a great team, and he won just like any other coaches won there. Right, and so I just wonder like. Why bigger programs? What was it about him? Because you can't tell me it was just that he he rants at press conferences and talks about random weird things. Oh, I think it would have to do with big donor bases that wanted to have influence, and he was truly his own independent yeah. person, and they knew they could spend millions and millions, but if he wanted to do something his way, he was doing it his way. So Oklahoma, Texas, whoever you can name, said, we can't control this guy, we can't go this avenue? That's kind of what you I, think? I think that if you... Got truth serum on people that made decisions in the room. Yeah, I think that would be ultimately what it was. Well, and look at Texas Tech, too, because they I know there was the off the field stuff that led to the end there. And the Craig James, the Craig thing, James yeah. crap, yeah. locking a kid in the closet and all that. Yeah. What has Texas Tech done since they fired Mike Leach? They're OK. The, I forget the coach's name there now, but they're OK. They're not awful, but they're not. I mean, Leach had that thing. I think he won nine, ten games. So Mike times. Leach, since he left, yeah. Mike Leach, while he was at Texas Tech, never won fewer than seven games. Yeah. And the only two times he won seven games were in his first two years. So after he was there for oh, about a decade. And after his first two years, the lowest win total he ever had was eight. Yeah. Since Mike, and that's for a decade run from 2000 to 2009. Since he left, they have won eight games twice. What's and the record one of this year? Uh, this year they were seven and five. Seven and five, yeah. Uh, and and one of them was in the immediate aftermath of Leach leaving. It was Tuberville's first year there, and he went eight and five. Tuberville took with the win in a him. with the win in a bowl game to get to eight wins. Is that the senator you're talking about? The senator Tommy Tuberville was he there for right two, after, huh? two and a half years. Then he got turfed, <laughs> and then he went to the U.S. Senate. And then he went to the U.S. Senate. Interesting. Yeah, I just Kingsbury. Kingsbury was there for seven years. He had one eight win season and one seven win season. They were always disappointing. He was only above five hundred twice. In his entire career at Texas Tech for I'm, seven years. I'm watching Monday Night Football last night. And I was reminded like Leach is in a interesting state right now, and then of course I wake up today and this happens. But I'm watching it. I'm, I'm like, I still can't believe that guy's coaching an NFL team. He did nothing in college to say, oh, we need to go hire that guy to be our NFL head coach. He identified good quarterbacks coming out of high school that then transferred out of his program outside of Patrick Mahomes. I, I, I honestly, I got to the point, Swag, where I was watching TV and I'm like. I think I'd have rather kicked around Mike Leach as an NFL coach than Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, because it's his system, and he actually had success with it. Plus, the NFL is like, there's no BS. There's no donors. It's like, you either know football, and you can coach it, and you get a quarterback, or... It would have been all about who the GM was, and did Leach have a good relationship with the GM? Because if Leach saw things differently than the GM, had his oil and water, and you're never fixing that. Well, and also, how are the leaders in the locker room embracing him? Like, are they? Do they know him? Is there a connection? Do they like that? Was the thing? Chip Kelly's a quirky personality, and when he went to the NFL, that was his toughest adjustment. Was guys in the locker room? Because if he started pulling the the you know 
tossing out the folding chairs or yeah, whatever. You're not, with you're not doing that, in the NFL. guys. No, yeah. no. Yeah, geez. or talking about their fat little wives in the post game, <laughs> not their <laughs> yeah, girlfriends. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that that ain't sitting well with a lot of guys. Well, I remember bringing that up though to your point when Kingsbury was hired. Because Kingsbury got the job in the NFL. He had, he was fired at Texas Tech. He flamed out at Texas Tech. He, yeah. again, had two above 500 seasons. He was fired and then was promoted upwards to an NFL coach. It didn't make any sense. He was the OC for USC, remember? For like a month or a, a week, month. whatever it was. Yeah. Then he got the NFL job. And I remember we brought up, like, if you want to truly run that system in the NFL, why wouldn't you go to the guy that had success running the system? Like, it's it's Mike Leach's system. And he's won with it everywhere he's been. It, I remember talking about that when it happened, that he's the architect. Well, not the architect, but one of them. And a lot of these guys are his disciples and offshoots, and he's had more success than any of them. I just, I, I think that will be one of the biggest questions in college football now that we've uh, unfortunately lost him. I know Cougar fan is sad today, and what he did for them was special in Texas Tech. And Dude, that 2000, what was it, 2019 or 18 The Minshew team? That Minshew team. Special team. When they beat USC at home, and yep. he's putting the mustache on and said it's like Woodstock, but people got clothes they on. They got game day that year. That, game, was, that was the game day Oregon game. Yeah. They beat Oregon with game day there finally, and they, they got hosed by USC, by the conference in that USC game early in the season. They unfortunately had that bugaboo where they they couldn't get over Washington at the end of the season, but that should have been an eleven and one regular season team that went to a New Year's Six Bowl, and they got hosed out of a New Year's. They Six did. Bowl. They definitely got hosed. I remember talking about that team. That because they went and won there. the Alamo Bowl. They beat uh, who did they beat? Iowa State in the Iowa and the, the uh, Alamo Bowl. Alamo Bowl. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 really unfortunate, but it's always going to be like one of those what ifs. And you know what? Maybe the point of this whole conversation is to say. He wasn't meant for it. He was meant for great places like Pullman, Washington, and Lubbock, Texas, and Starkville, Mississippi. Stark Vegas. Like, it's kind of, you know, you think about his personality type. It just, it's awesome. And you know what? I'm kind of doing a disservice to those programs because by having this conversation, you, you almost take away, like, how special it was of what he had at Lubbock and Pullman and his short run at Mississippi State. Like, those places deserve to have good football teams. Those are great, do, passionate fan bases. And he gave it to him. So I guess in a roundabout way, yes, I think he would have succeeded at a bigger program. They never kicked the tires on it. But his personality and coaching style, he's just destined for great little towns like that. He fit. It, listen to some island music today. You know, put some yeah. put some Key West vibes on for old Mike Lee. Definitely. R.I.P. to the Pirate. All right. Uh, we got we to gotta settle a station problem that happened yesterday that I got blamed for. And then uh, we'll get to the Blazers at the top of the hour. Dirt and Sprague back with more. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, so yesterday I get home, went to a doctor's appointment, did a little grocery shopping, got home, and I, I usually walk my dog when I get home because I'm the dog walker. And uh, I'm having a nice walk. I, I love the winter weather when it's not raining and it's not windy. Oh, it's perfect. A little chilly, Chris, yeah. but not not too bad. It's great for a walk. It, it just feels amazing. And so I'm taking my dog on a walk, having a great walk, and I get a text, and it says... You do this? And I look at it, and I glance, and then I put my phone away. I'm like, I don't got time for this. I don't I'm on a walk. I'm, on a, I'm enjoying the outdoors. Leave me alone. <laughs> and I, it was from Danny, Danny Morang. Well, I didn't realize this, but I put the phone in my pocket as I grab a poop bag, and I pick my phone back out, and I had seen that I had just started to call him. And I'm like, oh, no. And so I click off. Hang up, hang, right? up, hang up, hang up. I'm like, I'll text him when I get home. He calls me back like five <laughs> minutes later, thinking I called him. All right. He doesn't know that, by the way. He thinks I called him. And he calls me back and he goes, hey, you're on speaker with Rust and Dusty and me. And I go, what's up? And he goes, did you leave that? And I looked at the photo <laughs> and it's like a cliff looking bar that's about 75% eaten. And it's just sitting on our table next to our microphone buttons. And I go, uh, I don't eat in the studio. I I usually eat my breakfast before I leave my house or in the car on the way in. I don't usually have food ever. Uh, I go, that wasn't me. And I go, I will also not confirm nor deny who that was. I don't know who it was. It could have been the weekend show. It could have been primetime from yesterday. Could have been anybody. We'll never know. I don't know. And then they go... <laughs> Does dirty breakfast bars? And I go, well, I've I've seen him dabble on occasion. I would never eat a Cliff Bar in the studio. I don't bring them in. I don't eat in the studio. I definitely don't have a banana sitting right here on my table. It's not me. I don't know who it is. Could have been anybody. And I go, you got to talk to him about that. <laughs> and the next thing I saw was a tweet. And I text Dirt before the tweet got sent out. And I said, yo, did I send him the picture. I go, did you leave this in there? <laughs> Because I had a lot of questions about that photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think they didn't reach. I think they just straight went to Twitter. Yeah, they just went straight to the people, to the masses with it. And you got caught off guard, and I think you got a little defensive, and you're like, well, you made the studio stink really bad. And I have a lot of questions here. Uh, so, look, first off, we are in the trust tree. We are the trust tree. Yeah. yeah. The cliff bar was mine. Okay. I, I, don't, I never tried to deny it. No, I know. Uh, I, here's what happened. So I do. I eat a cliff bar every morning. I don't eat breakfast. I'm not hungry when I get up. I don't have a huge appetite. Right. But I need something to sustain me until the end of the show, and then I eat like a slob and a pig the rest of the day. That's usually how my life goes. And so I'll, I had a cliff bar, and yesterday my I have a weird thing where, where when you know how like when you know you have to sneeze, it goes away? Yeah. Please don't pull this as a drop. When I know that I have to swallow, I can't swallow. Please don't pull that as a drop. 
So yesterday we were coming. I mean, that uh, is not a drop. Get your head out of the gutter. That's so, a drop. That's a drop. If so, ever there was a drop, <laughs> that's a drop. Producer one hundred and one. <laughs> that's a drop. So I eat Cliff Bar. So like I'll take a couple of bites in a commercial break, and sometimes I get caught off guard. Like we're coming back from break, and it's my segment of the sh- portion of the show where I'm hosting, and it's like I gotta. Sometimes I even like spit out a bite because I start thinking about it, and I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no. I get it's got, and then I like I get in my own head, and I can't swallow, and I have to like spit it out. Please don't pull that. Wow. So that one was even better. So I took a couple of bites. <laughs> I realized that we were coming back from commercial break yesterday, and I did not. So I put the bar back into my wrapper, and then I forgot that I had like two bites of my Cliff Bar left. And after the show, I am I am courteous, I am obedient, and I throw my stuff away every day. I don't leave things out. I grab the wrapper to throw it away, and unbeknownst to me, the remaining part of the cliff bar fell out of the wrapper on the table. I did not notice it on my way out. Okay, let's let's run through a couple that was the longest way of saying it was you. But yeah, it was me. I never denied it. I also hold on, hold on. You gave us two great drops in that. Yeah, you're welcome for those. I also and I, I will stand by this glass house. I will I will stand by my glass house argument. The amount of times that we have showed up in the morning, yeah, for God knows what being strewn about the studio table. Hell, we come in some days and there's just like leftover beers sitting out. Not yes. as much in the new studio, but definitely in the old, stu- old studio. Duck Monday post game show notes are everywhere. Just stuff's yeah. everywhere. Right? I will vouch for this. There is crap all over the place. Okay, so my apologies on leaving a one bite left Cliff Bar on the desk one time. My bad. Anybody that wants to smell the old room that we used to host a show in, it was pretty bad. It still smells like there's a dead animal carcass buried under Ryan Cooley's floorboards. I walked in there the other day to get some duck tickets for a late season game, and it smelled like death in there. Still, we've been out of that studio for a month and a half, and I had to host a show in there for how God knows how long in a ten by ten prison cell. So I, I am going to execute my glass house privileges here. The first time you can complain, I never complained on Twitter about the old studio smelling like there's poop all over the place. Well, I was more caught off of. Uh, do you just put the food on the table? And no, then- I do not. Yeah, it was in the wrapper and it fell out. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. you actually make me feel a lot better about that. Like accidents happen. It makes me feel better to know. No, I do not put food directly on the table well you and i have a different food policy here you will drop something on the floor pick it up blow it eat it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah um depending on the time a full five second rule is in place five, yeah yeah mm-hmm. and I, also what depends on the floor too not every floor is the same you'd probably do it in here yeah i think we're still relatively clean in here give it a couple of months and then i won't do it anymore yeah and i'm I'm just full blown if it's on the floor it's going to the trash like i <laughs> yeah i'm 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 a i'm paranoid with my food i can't do it but uh yeah, I got blamed for that yesterday, and I I didn't want to th- I didn't throw you under the bus. I didn't. Oh, it's say okay. It was you, you could have thrown me under the bus. Now, I have no problem acknowledging that that was my cliff bar. The odd thing is, you were here later than I was yesterday after I left. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to throw Jordan under the bus because see, if I if Jordan would have come in, would not have come in to talk to me, you I probably would have noticed that it was there. Gotcha. But he came in and we chatted for a couple of minutes, and then I was like, already had my backpack ready, and I just picked it up and walked out the door as we were talking. There is something absolutely disgusting about like a ninety percent eaten Cliff Bar just sitting right where you work. <laughs> hey, uh, I got to work right here. Cool. Glad cool. You didn't finish your food. Yeah. Now try hosting a show in a closet that smells like animal carcass. It's not fun. It's not enjoyable. I've been there before. Yeah. It's not fun. Not not ideal. You know what though? Thank you for the two drops. Hey, you're welcome. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know why this was a mystery. Everybody knew it was my Cliff Bar. 
I think people were willing to give you a slight benefit of the doubt, but your nickname's <laughs> Dirt, so you can blame for everything. Yeah, this is true. This Every is single true. thing that happens here that's gross, questionable, it automatically yeah, goes right to Yeah, fortunately, I was not here yesterday, so no, I yeah. could not have been blamed for this as I would have been blamed for everything else. Yeah, I, I have a Cliff Bar and a banana every morning during the show. I would only blame you, Swag, if there were papers everywhere, because nobody holds on to more paperwork than you. I know. I'm just. I'm old school that way. I'm just. It's a tactile experience. It does. I don't absorb. I, it's harder for me to absorb reading something off a screen than it is off a paper. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And old school just, that way, huh? That's must. That's just my generation. Yeah. We we. It's better for your eyes. That's for sure. We had textbooks and so pamphlets you, well, and we handy. had textbooks too. So you. <laughs> you're not that much older than us, you know. I mean, like you're older than us. We give you crap for. We also had textbooks. I used to have to handwrite my essays. Yeah. Yeah. I remember textbooks. I was lucky if I got to use a computer for an essay. The so, best part was finding the textbook in college that already had notes in it. I always went for the old ones. Uh, like somebody's oh, already used one. Somebody's yeah. already done the work. One, it's cheaper. And yep. two, you might have all the notes that you need to know in there. I the only time I bought a new textbook when I didn't need to, there was a used one. There was one science book left. And I didn't want to buy it because the it was going to be like eighty five dollars or something. And it's like, of course, why would you not continue to price gouge me uh, for an education that's overrated? Um, <laughs> I bought a used one, and the chapters we had to read. I'm not exaggerating when I say seven pages were stuck together. I didn't want to know why. I put the book down. I threw it away. I washed my hands. I bought the new one. Somebody's really into their academics. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't. Whatever it was, you know, maybe it was that. Maybe it was Could something else. I don't know. You never know. Uh, late nights. Who knows? Uh, but all right. Well, we also need to get to this. Uh, something that happened locally, and then we'll get to the Trailblazers. Uh, Dame Lillard going off last night, and the Blazers getting a dub. All of that is ahead. Dirt and Sprague. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Uh, Dame Lillard and the Blazers go off. We'll get to that. I wanted to read this. Mike Leach's family passed along this message via Bruce Feldman. Mike Leach passed away last night from complications related to a heart condition. He was a giving and attentive husband, father, and grandfather. He was able to participate in organ donation at UMC, UMMC as a final act of charity. Uh, we are supported and uplifted by the outpouring of love and prayers from family, friends, Mississippi State University, the hospital staff, and football fans around the world. Thank you for sharing joy in uh, in our beloved husband and father's life. So there you go. Mike Leach uh, passing away from heart condition, unfortunately. R.I.P. That was tough news to start the day. Um, something to bring you up a little bit. Have you ever thought about what your elf name would be? Uh, I have not mm. thought about what my elf name would be. Okay. Uh, we had a game in elementary school where we, we, I can't remember what mine was, but we played some random game in first grade. Okay. And we had to write letters to Santa, and our teacher, well, no, actually, we got a letter written back from an elf. Okay. Elves writing, okay. Well, it's Santa's you know, busy. That's you know? true. He's got a lot going on in December. So the elves, individual elves, would write back to the students, and it was a really cool experience. And then we played a game, and we found out what our elf nicknames were. Okay. I also used to listen to the Cinnamon Bear. A little story radio for you, huh? The Cinnamon Bear. <laughs> 
That's older yeah. than swag. Santa's been outsourcing customer service for decades. <laughs> and underpaying those people, too. Yeah. yeah, come on. Living wages, Santa. Let's go. Candy do, canes do, aren't what they were once worth. No. You know what I mean? Inflation's do, uh, is there us. an elfin accent? Uh, I don't know. I'd imagine they have their own language, right? I, I don't know. You know a good movie you should watch <laughs> with I've the been misses? to the North Pole recently. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, Christmas Chronicles on Netflix is actually a really good modern day Christmas movie. Is that a good one? It's Kurt Russell's Santa Claus. Oh yeah, yeah. it's really. Seen, okay. it's, it, I mean, like compared to a lot of movies, it's actually pretty good in the Christmas realm of family Christmas movies. Anyways, I asked this because a new station in Calgary, Canada, was playing this game where they were drawing elf names for their coworkers, and one lady is on site at a remote. And there's two news news anchors in studio. Okay. And take a listen as they kick uh, the name situation to their live on on report on air anchor. Uh, and you can take part in our morning of giving today. Our Leslie Hort, we got Leslie's name too, did we not? Peaches Cookie Fingers. Peaches Cookie Finger down in the parking lot. <laughs> That's your Elf. Okay, what? Yeah, Is your that Elf. my stripper name? Elsie. Christmas Elf. Oh. <laughs> Peach's Sticky Fingers is, is a fantastic stripper name. <laughs> that is an amazing stripper name. Also, underrated elf name. Peach's Sticky Fingers. She's the dirty elf. I, yeah, she does the naughty things. You're a naughty elf. <laughs> Call me an elf one more time. I love when you get the random stuff like that that happens on TV that one person clearly didn't hear in their head what was happening at the start, and you toss it to them, and she just has no clue. Like, what? What are you saying right now? Like, over it with her. her there camera was no... operators talking to her. It's like, no, yeah. stand a little over there. Blah, over blah, blah, blah. Okay, they flip, and they you're on. Flip the and IFB all she hears on. is pitchy, peach sticky, uh, sticky Afri- fingers or yeah. whatever. Like, wait, what? Peach cookie finger. <laughs> the hell like, are we doing right now? Wow. We got a full on cackle. We got a snort in there. <laughs> so her name is Leslie Horton. Okay. I, I looked her up and somebody tagged her in a tweet she had a couple years ago. She's been working for the station in Calgary for years. And she had a news story. I was going to pull it, but it's like two and a half minutes. It's hard to kind of get the audio started and stop it. Mm-hmm. She's got like a two-minute segment they did where they had to bring in, um, you know, a meal of something. It was like a, uh, what are those called? A, uh, where you bring your own meal, a blanket. Uh, like a potluck? Yeah, like a potluck. Thank okay. you. It was like a company potluck. And she, draw, she drew up <laughs> artichoke dip. She doesn't cook. And she was just going to go buy an artichoke dip and bring it in. And her kids gave her a lot of crap. So she looks up an artichoke dip recipe. Like, I'm going to make this. She makes it. You see it in the video, and it looked awful. <laughs> it did not look like it looked like a weird casserole. And she makes her coworkers, she puts it on crackers. They're all like, oh. And she's like admitting that she's, she's like, it's not good. And they one the first guy takes a bite, and he's like, how much vinegar did you put it in? She starts laughing. She goes, none. <laughs> And they go, what did you do? And she goes, well, 
The recipe called for lemon. I didn't have any, so I just used orange. Yeah, and like, that sounds about right. It just goes off into a minute and a half tangent of what she used versus what the recipe called for. That's that's the ideal thing of cooking, is it not? If you don't have an ingredient, you just make something up and you throw something else in there that's close, at least in the family. Oranges to lemons, you're in the family. Let's throw them in the dish. I think I'm going to put a poll question up. Peaches, sticky fingers, great stripper, ma- stripper name, yes or no? That is a delightful stripper name, and I kind of want Leslie Horton to come work in Portland. She seems like a delight. She seems like she'd be awesome to watch on the local news. Yeah, she seems to have a lot of fun. She's out in the field. She's having a good time. She can make fun of herself, talking about stripper names, artichoke dip. Yep, That's my kind of news lady right there. I I thought it was great. We got tagged in that audio by one of our listeners, one of our P1s, and I thought, oh, my God, Peach's Sticky Fingers, we have to play this. Have to find a way to play it today. Peaches, sticky fingers. Uh, hour number two. Dame sets his own personal record, coming up short on the all-time record, and he's even closer to another record. What a night for the Blazers. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague on 1080. The- you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.